Amen. Let's just pray, shall we? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're able to save by few or by many. And you promise we're two or three gather together in your name. There you are. So we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your blessing, Lord. And that's the Lord you would embrace each one of the fresh tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyway, let me ask you a question. I want to talk to you now about the God experience. What adjective would you put on your experience of God? You can think about that, you know. I originally tell this, uh, I thought I'd tell you, well, the real God stand up. <laughs> God is not a doctrine. He's a living being. And he always has more. You can never exhaust him. He's inexhaustible. He's unfathomable. He's unmeasurable. He's the Lord of God Almighty. And when you think you've encapsulated him and got him boxed in, <laughs> you haven't scratched the surface. The half has never yet been told. I must be getting on because you should know this off my heart, you know. Uh, but these wee senior moments coming in now. So I say, I better get my notes and see if I know what should be said. He's the Lord of creation. Right through the scriptures, you know, he's the Lord. And Genesis, he's the Lord of creation. Exodus, he's the Lord of deliverance. Leviticus, he's the Lord of offerings. And Numbers, he's the Lord of covenant. Deuteronomy, he's the Lord of faithfulness and promise. And Joshua, he's the Lord of wonders. And Ruth, he's the Lord of her kinsmen. And Samuel, he's the king appointer. And Kings and Chronicles, he's Lord in the temple. And the Proverbs, he's the Lord of wisdom. And the Isaiah, he's the Lord of salvation. And Jeremiah, he's the Lord of truth. Lamentation, he's the Lord of righteousness. And Ezekiel, he's the Lord of glory. And Joel, he's the Lord of the day. And Amos, he's the Lord of judgment. And Micah, he's the Lord of the nations. And Zephaniah, he's the Lord of justice. He's Lord, you know. And you dress him, he's the living Lord among us. And Matthew is the Lord of the Sabbath. And Mark is Lord of signs and wonders. And Luke is Lord Christ. And John is Lord of life and resurrection. And the Acts is Lord of all. And the Revelation, he's the reigning Lord. It's so big, you know, that we can't encapsulate him. So big we can't put him above. So big we can't define him. No. What do we read in Exodus chapter 6? So read reading from verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand he shall drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abram, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by my name, God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. And I have established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of the pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians kept in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of Egypt, and I will rid you of the bondage 
And they will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And they will take you to me for a people. And I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God that brings you out of under the burdens of Egypt. Amen. God, I bless the reading of the word. The text tonight will be come from verse 6, 2 and 3. God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And by my name, God Almighty. But I was not known to them as Jehovah. When we think we know God, there's always more. But God is the God of revelation. The Bible has a record of God's revealing himself to men. Although he says, I changed Noah. (laughs) That doesn't mean, you know, he's static. He's dynamic. He's as creative as he's ever been. And he loves to do new things. When he says, I changed Noah, it means I don't change in character. I'm consistent. My love is consistent. My covenant is consistent. I don't change (laughs) Noah. doesn't mean he says his program is never ever expanding. He's a dynamic God, full of creativity. And we see that God as an active God, constantly saying, behold, I do a new thing. Your Christian life should not be a photocopy of last year. (coughs) Because God's not static. And it's a relationship that's live and progressive. There's no need for your experience to be simply a photocopy. God wants you to experience his fullness. That was in it. It was only for a people. That they may be his people, and I will be your God. That's the relationship. He reveals himself in demonstration of his attributes. And the people put a name to them when they experience his fullness. And they name it as they experience it. No statement, I was not known to them by my name. So the question is, to what extent have you known them? <coughs> you see, the titles of God are not titles. <laughs> They're explanations of what he's like and what we should enjoy. He was known initially as Yahweh. God. Which is written in your name with Jehovah. As we go through the biblical record of his dealings with the people, we see that the name Jehovah was added to with adjectives, describing their experience of him. The dog doesn't want to be your doctrine. It doesn't want to be your credo. He wants you sharing and living in his attributes. Not as Jesus is the Father desires to give you the kingdom. Enjoying his fullness. In the book of Genesis, we're introduced to him, first of all, as Elohim, God in plurality, the fragrant God. And we worship him as creator. And all through the, all the prayers and all the prophets, all through the scripture, began the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, Elohim. Then you get to Exodus uh, 15. Somebody's shuffling me papers. 
we come to Abraham who says changes his name to Adonai my God and we discover that God is interesting enough to be in a personal relationship with a man Adonai my God God came to him when he was 99 this encourages me there's only a person that will say even to your old grey hairs I will bless you <laughs> when I was 30 I was worried I wouldn't have any hair when I was 60 <laughs> Anne used to say to me I want to marry before you lose your hair <laughs> and I was only 20 <laughs> but God comes to this man at 99 years of age you know and I think Abraham's getting ready to retire you know but no, it's God that takes initiative. God comes and says, Abraham, walk in my statutes, keep my judgments, and I will renew covenant with you. Yeah? I used to talk about that, but well, we get to need to keep walking and keep you know, And there's added blessing, I will keep covenant with you. Yeah? And then he calls him, El Shaddai, Lord Almighty. Because he then says, I'll give you a son, old man. Nine, nine, I'll give you a son, old man. That barren woman of yours shall have a son. And he declares that God wonders. You know? We're supposed to experience these things. I deny my God. David said, Let me tell you about my God. He said, You know, our fathers have told us about you, we've read about you. But now, let me tell you about my God. The penny dropped and he discovered God for himself. And next to the 17, we come to Jehovah Nisai, my banner. God says to Moses, I will war for you. The battle is mine. And God fights his battles. And Moses names him Jehovah Nisai, my banner. His banner over me is love. So be encouraged for all your battles. The battles of the Lord's. Learn fight for you. And judges we have Shalom, the God of peace. The peace that passes all understanding. And we had a flood once. We were in the mother of a bus tank one morning and the living room was swimming. And the wee plumber came in and Anne was sabbat. And he says, Why, you're off a calm. Eh? Why are you not upset? And Anne was said to she says, Well, the Lord has said to me, Just as I've flooded your house, I'm going to flood your life with blessing. Eh? A peace that passes understanding. There was once a competition, an art competition, for a portrait that, that, that uh, the topic was peace. And the one when it was in a storm, a storm region, and a wee mouse <laughs> sitting in a cave. Perfect peace. Peace of passing understanding. And that's the wonderful thing that, you know, when the trouble, then you think, oh, where's this unspeakable, unexplainable peace come from? My peace, shalom. Then we come to Isaiah, we're introduced to Jesus, Isaiah 9. His name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mary God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. 
This mighty God came down to rescue us. Took on himself flesh that we might experience Jesus in all his tales. Emmanuel, the Holy One, Prince of Peace, the Lamb of God, Son of Man, King of the Jews, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, Christ the Anointed One, the Messiah, my Lord. Jesus, the Bible says, was the express image of God the Father. He came to reveal God, you know, and he changed the picture from an angry God who was judging your every move to a loving Father. He didn't, wasn't content, you know, to banish us, even though the penalty of sin was there. He came down and took the penalty. <coughs> Jesus, it says, in Jesus dwelt the fullness of the Godhead gladly. Jesus says, he that see me has seen the Father. So we wonder what this God is like. I say, no, God is a spirit, no matter see him. Jesus was his express image. When Jesus went back to glory, he didn't leave us alone. He sent the Holy Spirit. He says, it's necessary, expedient for you that I go away. For if I don't go away, the comforter will not come. You know, we can have Jesus sitting in Galilee on the Mount of Olives. <laughs> and you look at the easy ticket to go and meet your prayers. But it's more experience. It's, I can be in you. <coughs> Send the comforter who shall dwell within you. I still says, in the last days I will pour out my spirit in all flesh. What the world needs today is exactly what the Irish church had. The power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. We have nothing to offer them without them. Other than another philosophy, another set of rules. I stood in the last days I got put on. In Acts 8, Philip had the revival in Samaria. Now Samaria's were Gentiles. They heard the word. And they repented, got converted. <laughs> And we're rejoicing. And the apostles and the Jews heard about the soul, we must go and see about this. And they came along to them, and as Bible says, and Peter and John laid hands on them, and they all received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Peter was a man as steeped, died in the old Jew. He only ate kosher, he had no time for Gentiles. As far as we're concerned, the message of Jesus was for the Jews. Even though the scriptures plenty of times say that, you know, this message is for the Gentiles. And the blessing of him, all the nations of the world were blessed. Even though the commission was going into all the world, you see. Peter thought going into all the world was going to the dispersed Jews. He's praying that God lets in the big sheep. And she's full of unclean animals as far as he can. And God says, eat. Oh, I can't do that, Lord. I never touch any of that stuff. And God says, don't call anything unclean I call clean. God was prepared to go to the Gentiles, so it was anathema to him. Then what happened? Peter did not become disloyal his own beliefs. 
he came obedient to the new revelation. And we always need to be there, ready for the Lord to let down the sheet. Yeah. I'm stopped in my doctrine. I'm stuck in my denomination rights. I'm stuck in what I've been brought up I'm stuck in it. And I will not move from it. God never acts contrary to the word. It just brings you a fresh revelation when it drops a sheep. And you need to be open. Lord, what would you have me do? So Peter and John went in and they prayed for the Samaritans. And it says, for as yet, he had not fallen upon them. They were believers. Born again. And Peter goes to Cornelius' household. They are you know, totally unskilled, unversed. God told us to send for you. What have you got to say? And before Peter could finish it in, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And gave them light, saved spirit. They gave them the Christ. Paul comes to Ephesus and he finds twelve disciples. And he says to these twelve disciples, Have you received the Holy Spirit? We have not even heard of it. We love you. We've been baptized into the name of Jesus. So Paul lays hands on And they receive the Holy Spirit. There is always more in God. For those who receive don't delegate the Holy Spirit to a dispensation. Don't make him redundant with the apostles. Don't blaspheme him by saying it's the work of the devil. What should we do then? Holy Spirit, lead and guide me into all truth. That's his mission. That's his mission. He shall teach you. He shall guide you. And these in truth. Be open to the word. Ask God to fulfill his word. There was a king in the Old Testament. The prophet came and prophesied to him. And he didn't like it. And he got, he got his pen knife. I don't think it was a Swiss army one. But he got his pen knife. And he cut out the bits in it. And threw them in a razor. Some scriptures cut across denominational lines. It's more important to be true to God than to the denomination. Yes, it's more important Lord, we be you than we be men. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide us into the truth. Be open to the word. Ask God to fulfill his word. Not explain it away. And keep an open heart. Don't settle for what you have. There's always one God. Have you discovered the God to be Almighty in your life? To be personal? To be your provider? Anne and I have been married about 50 odd years, and we've discovered all these years that God is a marvelous provider. All my life, you know, my testimony has been God is a better master than Satan. 
We saw the house ones, and we tried to sell the house ones down south, and we were moving. It was a bad time for the house sellers, and the house wasn't selling, and it was empty for three months, and there was a burst. And we got a big bill for £900, because the tears wouldn't pay up because they'd been empty for more than three months. And we got this bill, and I said, no, what do we do? I wake up in the middle of the night and I say, there's a verse in scripture that says, I can bring forth out of nothing. So I get my pen and I'm looking for this verse. The following morning, I got a letter through the post. Now this has got to be God. Because it was for the inland revenue. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's the miracle, isn't it? <laughs> and we got a rebate for 900 pounds. We were living down south, I had moved down south to be the sales director of the company. And uh, the family were homesick when they settled in. I said, well, okay, it's only a job. I'll give them the job once and I'll tell them I'm resigning and I'm going back to Scotland. That's what we're going to do, we're going to Scotland, that's what we'll do anyway. You know. Family happiness is more important, isn't it? And the very morning again to see the boss to tell him I'm going to resign. He said, oh John, he says, I was wondering what were you? I want you to go back to Scotland and take charge again. We'll not change your salary and we'll relocate you. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Isn't going good. <laughs> we're in Abu Dhabi. And they... Grandchildren were being born 6,000 miles away. And that's when you feel the distance, isn't it? So we're coming home for the baby's dedication. Coming home for a fortnight. And I says, I'm gonna, I'll apply for some jobs when I'm home. And then and see, see them growing up. Apply for five jobs. We're you know, only home a fortnight. Had five interviews and they were all five jobs. It doesn't only answer your problems, it gets your problems, doesn't it? <laughs> God has a wonderful way of dealing things. Moses' mother has a problem with we. <laughs> she couldn't hide them anymore, look after them anymore. You know that? God gave her a job as she's not some Peter. Sarah's daughter took him. She said, I need a nurse. And she God knows how to provide abundantly. Don't settle for mediocre. Paul says, I can get mere men. Don't be afraid of the supernatural because it's a supernatural God. He does wonders. So the Lord to you, Almighty. Personal. Can you say my Jehovah Jireh? We were working with some of the lads in Airdrie, some of the boys in the drug scene got converted, and we were nurturing them and mentoring them. And their favourite saying was when they got them, Jiro. <laughs> Jehovah Jiro. <laughs> God might prevail. God knows how to deliver. Don't settle for belief. Expect to experience it. God's alive. He's not a text from your wall. 
He desires that you might know him in his fullness. So I appeal to you on behalf of the Lord. Don't be satisfied. Hunger and thirst for more. And you shall be filled. Seek his face. And he shall be filled. Amen. Lord bless you.